Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 5th, 5.51 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. No overnight trade in the grain markets. We will reopen this morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time uh, following the long holiday weekend. I hope you guys had a nice 4th of July. If you are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like these videos, leave me a comment. Uh, Let me know what sort of rain, if any, you saw in your neighborhood over the weekend. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct me every single business day. Morning emails been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Tons of charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Uh, I ran through the new acreage numbers in regard to the balance sheets on Friday, Uh, worked with the new acreage numbers, talked about different yield scenarios in regard to corn and soybeans, different demand scenarios, and what it looks like for the balance sheets and uh, price potential. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee, no other obligation, and nobody will try to sell you anything else. Let's get into to the weather here. Uh, we had quite a bit of rain over the weekend in a lot of places, but it wasn't everywhere. Uh, kind of spotty, especially in the central and eastern Corn Belt. You look at Ohio, uh, kind of notably dry, central Indiana dry, central Illinois dry, southern Iowa kind of dry, but there were a lot of places that saw rain. A couple of big bands here in, in northern Illinois or the north central part of Illinois. Uh, a lot of Iowa did pretty good. A lot of Minnesota did pretty good. Wisconsin, uh, the Dakotas did okay. Um, South Dakota in particular was wet. Even Nebraska caught some rains. Kansas caught some rains. So this wasn't uh, perfect by any means. I mean, you'd love to see a big blanket of uh, rain over the Corn Belt, and that was not the case. But uh, there were a lot of areas that saw rain. Uh, radar this morning, there is a system moving across uh, Indiana into Ohio. I'm not sure what sort of uh, totals have accumulated to this point, but it uh, looks pretty good. The next seven days uh, looks wet. I mean, for a lot of areas, at least, there's this big band here that goes from Ohio and Kentucky through Indiana, through northern Illinois, uh, Wisconsin into Iowa. That's going to see quite a bit of rain. And then peripheral areas you know, should see about an inch of rain, give or take. So the forecast paired with the weekend rains, I know everybody wants opening calls. You want to know where the market's going to open. I'm really not sure. This map in itself is not bullish. This isn't a bullish map. Uh, The weekend rains are not bullish. I'm not going to say that they're necessarily super bearish either because we trimmed so much premium already off of these markets last week. And maybe that's because of weather. Maybe that's because of recession fears, which I'll talk about here in a second. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, You've got a a forecast that looks, I'm not going to say bullish. I'm not going to say bearish. It it looks like there's some areas that are going to do really well here. Uh, What does it mean for the open this morning? I'm not really too sure about that. Your six to 10 uh, continues to push above normal temperatures and more normal rainfall. These gray areas on the map, guys, this is just near normal rainfall expected. This isn't like a dry area necessarily. So it's it's a mixed bag, but they continue to push this heat. 
large money managers have been fairly aggressive sellers. These are the funds of uh, row crop markets. They were net sellers of 30,000 contracts of corn and 27,000 contracts of soybeans in the week ending June 28th. As of that date, funds held their smallest net long in the corn market since October and their smallest net long in the soybean market since January. Uh, the same group of large money managers is probably in the process of building a net short position in the SRW wheat market. So these are still, you know, sizable longs in corn, 212,000 in corn, 123,000 in soybeans, uh, net short a marginal amount of SRW wheat. But the trend uh, the last few weeks has been uh, the funds are lightening up these long positions. Absolutely. Ukraine's Zelensky says that his country is holding talks with Ukraine and the UN in regard to grain exports. This sounds like a lot of just more of the same uh, to me. Zelensky said this, talks are in fact going on now with Turkey and the UN and our representatives who are re responsible for the security of the grain that leaves our ports. This is a very important thing that someone guarantees the security of the ships for this or that country apart from Russia, which we do not trust. We therefore need security for those ships which will come here to load foodstuffs. So I don't know. I think this sounds like more of the same. Lots of talk, no real plan. Russia has had the ports blocked. They're likely to use this food issue as leverage. Uh, over the weekend, it was reported that Turkish Customs detained a Russian cargo ship that was carrying grain that uh, Ukraine says was stolen. So there's a lot of uh, kind of talk here, a lot of back and forth, but I don't know if there's any real plan to move any material amount of grain out of Ukraine. Recession talks continue to swirl. Citigroup warned that oil prices could fall to $65 a barrel by the end of the year and 45 by the end of 2023 if a recession hits, although Citigroup does not necessarily expect a recession at this time. They said this in a report. For oil, the historical evidence suggests that oil demand goes negative only in the worst global recessions. Uh, that's what city analysts said just today. But oil prices fall in all recessions to roughly the marginal cost. Uh, copper fell to a 17-month low. A lot of people uh, see copper as being a good economic indicator given its broad range of uses in construction and a whole bunch of other things. So this uh, talk regarding recession continues to swirl. It's not going away. I've talked at length about how uh, recessions are bad for commodity markets in general, especially when we're at high prices, and that is the case right now. Harvest of Brazil's second corn crop is 31% complete ballpark. Uh, Well-followed private group Ag Rural estimated that the country's second and larger corn crop is 30.7% harvested last week. Another group, Patria, said that harvest was 34% complete versus the five-year average of 23.9. USDA recently estimated that the country would harvest a record 116 million metric tons of corn this year between its two crops. Uh, this would eclipse the previous record from two years ago by nearly 14%, and USDA is already projecting that Brazil will harvest an even larger crop of 126 million metric tons uh, next year, and that, of course, is highly dependent on weather. Uh, cattle market was higher on Friday. It finished off the highs, but it was, it was a good-looking close. Uh, cash cattle was 137 in the south, 148 in the north. Outside markets are trading here this morning. The U.S. dollar is sharply higher. S&P's down 18. The Dow's down 140. Bonds are off a little bit. Uh, gold is down 60. I'm sorry, crude oil is down 63 cents at uh, 107.82 in the August WTI last trade. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.